0: Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Truth Talk, which is a part of the ministry of Truth to Hear. We're going to wait a little while because it takes a little bit time for us to go live and everybody to catch on and show up. So we're going to just wait just a second um, to make sure that everybody gets their notifications. Um, Please feel free to chat. While you're listening um, and we can answer any kind of questions you might have, uh, share some thoughts or comments that you might think about while we're talking. So feel free to, to join us in our chat, all right? Um, we have covered here on Truth Talk a lot of things in the last six months, um, social, economic um, issues, racial issues, COVID-19, of course, and some political agendas, but not mainly political. But we would be amiss if the day after the election and we still don't have a president elected to not cover this, to not talk about the impact that this election, this voting process has had on us individually and in our states. I am so thankful that we have people in our panel here tonight that are from different parts of the country. And that way they can go ahead and share what's going on in their state. So first I wanna introduce who's joining me tonight in the panel, familiar faces to those who know the show and to those who do not, I'd like them to give you a brief introduction of themselves. So we're going to start first with Bill Kaufman. Um, Bill, thank you for coming to the show. And I look forward to having a great talk. Bill is a historian. He knows history more than I, I could ever imagine. So I believe he's got a lot to add to our conversation.
1: Well, thank you, Melanie. And thank you for having me. Um, yeah, my name is Bill Kaufman. I'm a California person. I was born and raised in California. I still live here. I left for a few years when I was um, in the United States Army. They didn't let me stay home. (laughs) They sent me all over the place. Um, After I got out of the Army, though, I moved back home and to California. Uh, Married, met a uh, woman named Barbara, married her. We had five kids. They're all girls, by the way. We have a granddaughter now also. Um, I'm a retired deputy sheriff. But I still work for the Sheriff's Department in the same capacity for 960 hours a year. And then I can't work more than 960 hours. So that's what I, that's my experiences, real quick in the nutshell. All right. And thank you. And we
0: have Bill's Facebook um, down below and in the screen because he does Bible studies, wonderful, wonderful Bible studies. Um, And even tonight um, after the show, join. Join him at his Facebook for that study. And the next guest we have is Bill, David Buckland. David, well.
2: Hi, I'm David Buckland. I uh, am a New Mexican resident. That is a state. Some people don't seem to understand that yet. But uh, I, like Bill, I spent most of my life in California. And uh, I finally escaped. Um <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, been married almost 40 uh, for 7 years, got two grown boys. Um, a, um a jack of all trades and a master of none. Um, I was very privileged uh thanks to our hostess to enjoy a 5 year run as uh as an actor. Um, I got to do everything I could possibly wish for in Hollywood. Um, it was amazing, and 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 because of that, I was able to step away from it. I didn't want fame; I wanted the experience. Um, I am now an author, published author, and uh, it was semi-autobiographical. Uh, but my hope is that uh, people will people who have similar experiences um, will find hope through finding out that. Uh, there are hundreds and thousands of people in the world who have survived uh, the challenges. I'm not going to go into that here because I'm not trying to create drama. But if you're if you're interested, go on uh, uh, Amazon and look for a Holy Made Man. I think it's there on the screen. Um, and what I learned from God is that the problem I thought was the the, the core of everything was actually just it was almost a symptom of the fact that I had bad character and bad uh, parental upbringing and uh, didn't know how to treat people, et cetera, et cetera. And, and so for the last 30 years, I've been willing to let God bring mentors into my life and teach me. And so now I'm now I'm a person I don't even recognize. I'm not saying I'm perfect because I'm certainly not I've got a long way to go but i'm at a point where i can actually enjoy who i am and my friends are real and that's and david, heartless.
0: you know david you, when you say that you you found out the core problem because everything was just symptoms i think that's what's going on with us today in america is there's character flaws in all in what's going on in america there are symptoms that something greater is breaking apart and i think this election and the voting process shows us just how great, you know, we are divided in America. It shows us how great that we have lost sense of community and are looking at just one-sided issues or, and thought processes. So um, well, I look I forward to
2: One more statement, really the crux of the whole thing is a willingness to be self-accountable. It's not a fatal, yeah. it's not a fatal thing to admit you're wrong to admit that you need to change course. That is the best thing you can do if it becomes obvious that that's part of the problem. And, and that's, I think, the only way your life will improve.
0: And on that note, we're going to introduce Brandy Hunt, who is a publisher and author. And a lot of her books have to do with, you know, realizing where you came from and realizing your flaws and growing and, and, and inviting people to grow with you. So welcome, Brandy. You're the publisher of On the Right Track Company. Um, Introduce yourself, please.
3: Hi, everyone. Uh, Thank you for having me. And how can I follow up such amazingness like Bill and David? But I'll try. Um, um, So I am from Greenville, South Carolina. I was raised between North and South Carolina. My father was a soldier. He was in the Army also, Bill. Um, And so I'm... 40 years old with a 20 year old daughter. One, my hat goes off to you, Bill, (laughs) when you said five of them. No, one, (laughs) (laughs) one daughter um, who's now 20 years old. So I'm uh, empty nested and just, you know, living life and loving it and just, you know, trying to find my new track. Uh, My company's name is On the Right Track, and I help people. (laughs) write books, yes, but stay on the right track in both life and business. And so if you want to write a book, you think you want to write a book, you're not sure, you can call me anyway. And by the end, I'll convince you that you should write the book. Um, If you don't want to be an author, it's okay. You can be a messenger. You can call yourself whatever you want to call yourself, but just write the book. (laughs) So thank thank you. you for allowing me to be here.
0: And tonight, you know, our, our topic for tonight is the election 2020, the aftermath. And I, I, I say the aftermath, but I don't think we've seen it yet. You know, I think we're still in, in the process of finding out the, the answer. So you can't really have an aftermath before you have an answer. But, you know, there's still, at least here in, in Los Angeles, there, there is an aftermath for some people. Because this this whole process and everything as we'll talk about has affected daily lives. It's, it's, it's interrupted things on a small scale compared to what we thought it would. Um, so my thing is this, and, and chime in panelists, do we go back to just how divided the Trump versus Biden conflicts have been? How do we now, no matter who wins, whether Trump or Biden wins, How do we bring people to say, okay, you rooted for your guy for how many years or months you promoted them, you talked about them, but now that president A is president, right? Now that he is the president, whichever one it is, how do we now start unifying the hate? How do we dismantle that among our people? I've heard outrageous stories about family members getting into brawls over them. I've heard a story about um, a mother dying and the brother and sister, the brother wouldn't tell the sister, you know, because they were opposite versus Biden supporters. So the daughter totally missed the funeral. Didn't even get to go. The mother was dead because they argued about who should be president. I heard stories about grandparents being disowned for voting for the opposite person of their children. So how how do we, no matter who is president, how do we, and can we be a source of unity and, and let's get behind the president? Because it doesn't matter who it is, the president needs prayer, the president needs support. So I'm gonna ask that question to you guys.
1: Well, in my opinion, it, politics has been divisive throughout long before America was here. And if you you can read about, I do like history a great deal, um, and I read about it all the time. I'm kind of a nerd about it, really. I read history books for fun, and that's kind of weird. I get it, but I but I just really in, I can seem to really put myself in the shoes of people who lived before me. And so it's not new that people are divisive. We did something different though in America, and at least in the 20th century, we seem to kind of rise up higher than most people that lived before us and say, well, your guy won this time, but my guy's gonna win next time. And that was okay. My grandparents, one was a Republican, my mother, grandmother, I guess, they both died before I was born. Um, But uh, my grandmother was a Republican and my grandfather was a Democrat. And my dad said he remembered being a little boy And they said, well, let's get up and go cancel each other's vote, you know, as they went off to the poll. And um, I think the only way you can do that is the the idea of liberty and freedom being something personal to you and you allow other people to have it. And if you take it from them, they're not going to give it back to you. So my grandparents apparently knew how to do that. Once again, I never knew them. But they apparently knew how to do it, and we don't know how to do that right now. So if the person that I did not vote for, which in this show doesn't matter who I voted for, that's not the point. The person I did not vote for um, wins, then I do need to support them with prayer. I do need to be polite and kind to the people who voted for him. I do need to... um, I'm not going to say like jump up and down and share their victory. If you don't want that other person, that's not going to happen, but you can certainly show a tremendous amount of respect. And that was given before, at least in the 20th century. Um, Not so much right now. So, or, or in 2016 at all either. So I, I would say that that's a personal thing. You can reach out to somebody who is opposed to you and treat them with respect. And I'll bet you'll get it back. That's just my opinion. But beyond that, I don't know how much more we can do as individuals.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. It's about <coughs> not being offended in the beginning. If I know, you don't have to get into the conversation in the first place. But if someone comes around me and they're boasting or being arrogant, or, you know, I was in a situation in an appointment last week. And there was three other people in the same room, of course, six feet away, but they were just mocking one of the um, soon to be elected presidents or, or one of the candidates and making fun of that person. And in my flesh, I just, I was offended at just their, their demeanor, their conversation. And in that moment, I could see myself going up to them and saying, listen, that's where you're saying, Just stop, you know, don't give in to that and just, you know, don't involve yourself in the hate conversation, even if you think you're doing the right thing. Stay out of the hateful conversations and then talk to them about peaceful situations, you know, that it's okay. I I don't mind if you vote for them.
1: Let me say one scripture that I think that apply here. And then I'd like to hear what David and Brandy say, too. But there's a scripture that does say. As much as lies within you, live peacefully with all men. As much as you can. That doesn't mean what they can do. It doesn't mean they have to treat you with respect. You need to do that for them. You get it back usually if you'll do that. You don't always get it back, but you'll get it back often. And um, as much as lies within you, live peacefully with other people, even when you disagree with them, because you're going (laughs) to. My gosh, you're going to. Of course you're going to.
2: Mm-hmm. David,
0: have anything you want to add to
2: that? Uh, I do. Uh, I'm I'm almost ten years older than Bill, about fifteen more than you, and wonderful Brandy here is younger than my oldest child, um, and that's only to say that it's it it doesn't cover it anymore to say that. America has lost its innocence it's that we're we're so far beyond that it's it's really hard for me to comprehend where we're at I never thought I'd see a day where people would wish people in power would die a horrible death or you know you can give all kinds of examples um the the American dream in the sense that uh we were able to disagree, uh, to be polite, like Bill, you know, said to be polite, to be respectful of one another, regardless of how far apart our ideologies were. That's all out the window, right? Um, and um, I'll, I'll just say, you know, uh, uh, our topics, elections. I, it's been hard for me the last, uh, I guess it would be eight years, maybe twelve. Um you and I were talking about it last night. You know, if the mail is all a big factor in when ballots are even received, much less opened and counted, then all the folder all on television last night was a complete waste of time because we just don't know.
1: Right.
2: We just don't know what the results are yet. You know. So what we do, we sat there and watched for 7 8 hours while people made up stuff, and, and it was amazing, you know, because they're making projections, they're saying things in the West when they don't even know what's going on in the Midwest. Um, elections are, from a public uh, viewpoint, they're not reliable, uh, and that just breaks my heart. I, it just, it's, it's nothing like I grew up with, and maybe I was naive Maybe I was pleasantly naive, you know, Uh, but now we seem to be far beyond awake. We seem to be living in unreality, to sum it up. Yeah,
0: and so we're going to go into that. Can we, we have a night where no one was elected president, right? No one's president yet elected president. Where where do you put your faith? Is your faith in this election process? Mail-in votes, you have in-person drop-off, you have voting at the voting um, site, but all the states, there's a lot of places, and and of course I, I do refer to Bill on this because he's more knowledgeable about history, where you have different timeframes. Like here in California, the mail-in votes don't have to be counted until 17 days. So that's the 20th. So if you elect a president now, there's a question I'm getting asked a lot. How then do they say, well, what about the mail-in votes in California? So my understanding, and, and I want to hear, how do you have faith in a system that is saying who's going to be president before all of these deadlines, and then, you know, can we even do that? Are we going to wait till the very last vote counts, or are we going to, as a society, react to something before that? Does that, that make sense? Go ahead, Brandy.
3: Of course, we're going to react to it before the uh, actual information comes out, because that's what they want us to do. Um, we This whole year has been a year of not responding in intelligence and logic and things that make sense. It's all been a pop off this year. Like, ooh, there's a virus and now everybody's everywhere. And oh, the virus is leaving, it's coming, it's going, it's here, it's there. That's been all year long. And so I don't think that the, the delay of the votes was by happenstance or that they spent seven or eight hours, we're all home. We're not in the. We're not out in the world. So why wouldn't they care to not uh, take seven or eight hours to at the end of the night go? Ha! Gotcha. We won't be giving you the. You know, it's like a whole. This whole three or four year span has been like a reality TV show, and you're just wait. You're just watching it unfold. I don't think we have. I think the people's response is very uh, abrasive because of the times that we're in. So it's like. Y'all told us one thing and now you're telling us something totally different. It's like being lied to by your parents. It's like, "Hey, I'm going to bring you a cheeseburger home." And then they bring they bring in fried chicken. And you're like, "Wait. I I waited all day for a cheeseburger and oh, but it's food. And you should be happy because I'm giving you food and that's I think they're feeding us what they want us to have but it's not none of it is true. Okay, maybe so partially.
1: I just have to say one thing this. for that one,
3: one, one, one I, second.
1: Want sure. I want or I fried chicken. If my parents brought me either of those, I'd have been happy. If my parents well, would have <laughs> something else.
3: Have
0: <laughs> we got a comment from Spartan Flow that says, what do you think will happen? What What do we think is going to happen when they announce who's elected president? You have the president's campaigns on both sides already saying that they have more than enough legal teams all across the country ready and willing to start, you know, submitting files, submitting, you know, lawsuits. How then are we, as the people, supposed to react to what they say is going to be our president when their own campaigns are not going to accept it? You know, what, so... To answer Spartan Flow, what do you think will happen?
1: Well, nobody knows, obviously. Uh, The process is going to be that both candidates are, whichever is declared 270 is going to say it's done. And then the other one, it doesn't matter which one, the other one's going to say, no, it's not done. And I'm going to sue. And that really is what's going to happen. There's no doubt in my mind, either one of them, it, that isn't declared the winner is going to sue. And then that has to start in each state because what you said earlier, Melanie, uh, California has 17 days. Another state has different things. They're all run by their own rules. I know some of the states were ab- able to start counting two weeks early on the on the absentees. Other people are not. So every state runs its own election system. Um, So you start suing in that state and then that goes up to the federal state uh, state at the federal level and then it goes on to the Supreme Court, which it will end up there. Um, I mean, it has to. I don't see how it can't did that in 2000 with Gore and Biden and it made it to the Supreme Court because of Florida's hanging chads. So it pretty much has to do that. If it would have been a blowout one way or the other, that wouldn't happen. But it's pretty close. And so it's going to be that way now just to finish it off and I'll let everybody else pipe in. But if that doesn't work and it's still up in the air, whenever you're supposed to see the president next year, then that goes to the house of representatives and the Democrats control the house this time. The Republicans picked up, I think six seats, maybe, I don't remember exactly, but they didn't take the, so Nancy Pelosi will probably be the speaker again and then they'll vote. And that will be for that, that's how it's set up. If you can't get 270, then it'll go to the House of Representatives, and of course, they're going to vote for their party. Who's ever in power, their guy's going to get there. It's that simple. So I, I, I don't appreciate know that. I mean, that's just what will happen. I don't know how the outcome's going to be.
0: Right. And I think that's information that most of us don't know. Like, what happens if January does come along and, and there's nothing settled? So I appreciate you educating us on what actually happens in the process. That you know they're going to vote their party. The, the Democrats are the the main party, so therefore they'll vote their their man in. Um, so we need to be mindful of that. But um,
1: so have you ever? By the way, I, I want to say that if the Republicans were in power, they would do the same thing. So I'm not oh, picking on yeah. either group.
0: Whoever, whoever has the power
1: is going to seat their person, obviously. Right, and
0: you it makes. a time, time in history that election night has come and gone, and we don't have a president.
2: Uh, yeah. if I may dovetail off of that, um, what we've been seeing through all this COVID activity, and and uh, lots of other ways on a on a smaller leading up to uh, progression over the several decades, actually, Um, it seems like the real, the real goal of whomever it is, that's pulling the strings behind the scenes is to foment chaos. You know, uh, I I mentioned the, the circus of last night. There was nothing accomplished by that except you know what's going to happen what's going to happen you know what if this happens what if that happens who who cares until it happens just give us the news you know um and um and so they're creating in my opinion a lose lose situation in the country where it doesn't matter what happens because the two parties are and when i say parties i mean change of thought, whatever, Um, at least two, if not three or four groups of people are going to be unhappy for possibly different reasons. But, you know, it's, it's clear to me that there is unfortunately a fair amount of people out there who are just going to start shooting anybody they choose for whatever reason. Am I making sense? Uh, do it's you, like you, oh, there's a pretty you, house over there. Let's go break the windows. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's just there's just a complete moral breakdown, lapse, uh, building in our society.
0: Um, you know, David, um, that brings us to the point I want to talk about is okay. What's going on in your in your cities in your states because. Like David said, there has been a lot talking here in LA anyway, of what was going to happen, rioting, shooting, all that David just mentioned, you know, um, nothing major has happened in LA. There was a lot of people arrested last night just for standing on the street corners and standing in intersections um, because they wanted to make sure nobody would start something that they weren't going to gather in large numbers. So there was a lot of people escorted by police um, off the street. The buildings are boarded. All right. Beverly Hills, uh, Rodeo Drive. You can't get there. It's blocked and boarded. You know, in downtown L.A., same thing, blocked and boarded. So they anticipated that there would be some unrest. But I'm, I'm shocked because David just said he expects people to be. I didn't. I don't understand that how is there unrest because we had an election we've had an election for how many years there's never been where you have to board up your city um i understand i was called yesterday and told that transportation trucks of supplies are not allowed in big cities until this is over but how in the world did we get here and how do we get out of here when we think we're the enemy Because the wrong guy in my eyes didn't get voted in bonnie trailer um she is a panel on our hose and, and you know because of me I, I didn't have time to reach out to her to come on today um but she's listening and she said here the trump campaign filed suits in four states today Wow! already filed suits i know michigan is re- doing a recount and they're going to count by hand again so This is not something that's going to go away overnight. It's not going to go away in a couple of weeks. I think we are looking at a long process to the next presidency.
1: It has to be expedited, though. And that once again, I I think it will be. But one of the reasons I think that we didn't experience much in the way of violence, because we were set up for that in law enforcement last night and we didn't have near as much as we thought, was there wasn't a declared victor. I mean, they actually stopped counting. I'd never heard of that happening. They stopped yeah. counting. And I was like, that well, that can't happen. I well, at first I thought I heard it wrong, you know. And because um, I have never heard of such a thing. But there was no declared victor. So therefore, there was nothing. Your guy might still win. Yay. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know. So I think that's why. And since this is getting so drawn out, I only thought of this today. I don't know this, but it may actually quell some of the violence that would have happened had somebody been announced last night mm-hmm. because steam wears off. You start like, I don't, I really care. And then pretty soon later, you're like, well, I kind of care. And then a few weeks later, you're like, oh, I don't even care. So but what- I mean, it could happen that way. And I don't have any idea of that. I'm just saying that I think it would have been going off a lot more had someone been declared a victor last night that other people didn't like.
0: And, and here's my question to that. If the news media and the campaigns fuel the conversation mm-hmm. by keeping it alive, by pointing things against the other um, opponent, right? If Trump says things about Biden and Biden says things about Trump and, and you know, like we hear, suits are already being filed. Is that going to keep it calm or is it going to keep us bursting and bursting until we pop. Randy, what do you think?
3: I think what David said hopefully will happen, <laughs> that the longer it takes, people will be like, oh, you know, I was really, you know, kind of like when a, it reminds me of sports, Cowboys and Panthers or whoever, and people have like taken that mentality to the presidency, when it's it's totally different. But and and then I mean I'm like David said, significantly younger. But I've always heard Democrat was black and Republican was white. And so now I feel like that's the the odd against it. It's like the black people against the white people, or white people against the black people. Red against blue. You know, it's always it's always it's it's never been you. This country's not really ever been unified. So to go back to something that we really didn't have um I, this whole year, and this is what I said on our other show, I think it's just revealing what always was. And people are showing their true colors, people who you didn't think would say a thing or do a thing. And um I wanted to answer the other question you asked, which was where do I put my faith in the same place it was before I voted? Because... Um, at the end of the day, and the, in, in the word does set, declare that um, he's over all the kingdoms and all the governments and the governments will be on his shoulders. So whoever wins, he already knew who was going to win. So why should I get myself in an uproar? Because my guy didn't win. My guy would actually be a girl. So <laughs> if I had a choice, <laughs> I put a couple of women up there. So, um, you know, cause we ain't really had a woman yet. So, you know, if, if it was, but it's not my world. And I think people need to realize that this thing has already been rigged somewhere in heaven. So, you know, how do we unify? I think we need to start over. Like how does everything in our country get upgraded except our government? Why are we voting the same way we voted Three, two 100 years ago, um, you know how 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 that's something that I would like to know. Why are we not able to upgrade our government when everything else can be upgraded? That's right. I hope that answered your question. It, it did
0: <laughs> more, and and you know that question was posed to someone on 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 uh, CBS News last night. Is we can do surveys on our phone for just about everything. They can do an Amber yeah. Alert to everybody in the state. Well, we can have a voting app that right. says, "Hey, okay, put in your choices, and it automatically gets sent in." Done. Yeah. You no, know, I. Mm-hmm. Hey, I don't. I don't know. I'm not that person. Um, but what I do want to go, we we do have to take. Um, I want to give Bill the last comment. He leaves um, to go and do a Bible study, um, and we showed you where he is. And there is a correction. It's three states. Trump filed suit against three states, not four. So there's a correction there. Thank you, Bonnie, for correcting that. Um, But Bill is getting ready to go on a Bible study, and you can join him at this facebook.com slash Bill and Barbara Kaufman. Doc Kaufman, please join at 7 o'clock. Sorry, Bill. I don't want them to leave me to go to you. But um, amazing Bible study. So he is going to be off to to do that. Um,
1: thank you much. Bill for coming on. And, um, and I agree answer. with what Brandy said that we I don't wanna paint a rosy picture of the past. It wasn't, you know, roses in the past. It was not. Um, you go back to the 1800s, there was this fights and even shootings on the, <laughs> in Congress. Okay. So this, this idea that, you know, this is contentious is new. It's not true. And that's how I started saying that. However, we did get into a time in the 20th century where it seemed like that was going along fairly well as far as respecting other people. My father was in the Navy in World War II and he told the story of he never voted for FDR. He he didn't like him. He didn't like the guy, but he got into a fist fight in Australia with a British sailor who was putting down FDR. And he said, he goes, Hey, I can put him down all I want, but he, and I'll say it the way he said it, but not with the exact words. He goes, That's a SOB, but he's my SOB, and you're not allowed to talk bad about it. <laughs> and um, he got into a physical fistfight in a bar in Australia in World War II with a British soldier over a president that he did not vote for, wouldn't wow. vote for, but he was going to stand up for him. And you know, Good. I hope I'm that way for the rest of, I, I, I learned that from my dad and I hope I'm that way for the rest of my life. That's all. I think it's the best way we could do as Americans. A little Pollyanna-ish, I don't think it's gonna happen for everybody, but it would be great if it did, I think.
0: It would be, it would be. And um, we're gonna say goodbye to Bill and continue the conversation. Bye Bill. And so we're going to continue the conversation now and talk about some of the things that they're proposing that what happens, like I know, like they're saying trucks have not been able to go into large cities. So supplies might be lagging again. Um, places are boarded up. So businesses are closed up for a while again. That means people have been what not working while the places are boarded up. So what are some solutions we can do within our own cities? within our own towns to help each other stay calm and get through this do you think people really want to stay calm that are not staying calm no i i don't but i think that there's innocent people that is going to be affected by this and those are the people that we need to say what suggestions what can we give them i know that there are people living in fear of what's going to happen. Like even today, nothing has happened, right? But they're anticipating because the media is saying and you have roadblocks and boarded up buildings. It's like something has to happen. We planned for it. So, you know, I want to say this, you know, sometimes we don't need to listen to the media. We need to look at outside our own windows and see what's really happening. Um, Because one... That would dispel some of it. If you tell me, I've had people call me from South Carolina, and even David when he was driving from New Mexico, oh, I don't know if I want to be in LA. Melanie, get out of LA. Come, come, go somewhere else. And I'm looking out my window, I'm like, there's nothing happening. Right. <laughs> but because of the news and, and all the anticipation, people called me up scared to even. Have me stay in my own home, but it's peaceful and calm. There's nothing happening, right? You know. So what? What if something does happen? Go ahead, Brandy.
3: Um, I, it, I again, I think it's one of those fear tactics. I, I personally, I'll tell you. So here, I'm the same. I'm looking out the window. You know, I, I called you yesterday and told you I'm going to get some groceries and gas just in case anything happens. Um. You know, better safe than sorry. But I'm not in fear, like anxious fear. I think there's a, a, a there's a fine line between readiness and anxiety. Yeah. Um I didn't overspend at the grocery store. I didn't spend $250 because that's not my budget. If that's your, but I, it's just me. And so, you know, I spent my little grocery money. I got enough food for a week or two. Something that I would normally do. I filled up my gas tank. I would normally do that, but I didn't do it in, oh, my God, the world is going to fall apart tomorrow. Um, I don't think that's what's going to happen. I do think there are going to be people that are upset. I don't think this is the race war everybody is. If people are expecting a race war to yes. happen tomorrow, and they keep inciting it. It's like, oh, this is going to be, it was coronavirus at first. I don't know if you remember, people were going out to buy guns, and they're like, this is going to be it. This is, and and I think they're, they're preempting, what the bible says is sure to happen but let's not let's not do it before our time let's not let's not just go out and buy all the guns because you're upset that your president like we really gonna fight about something that is really not in our control because if you really want to change something change your community we all have the option to stand on the corner and shout Whatever your message is, all the corners are free. Like, literally, you could go out there. You might got to pay a little in L.A. I don't know. In South (laughs) Carolina, it's like $25. You can be on the corner and shout all the messages you want all day. Do you really want to make a difference or do you just want to make noise? And that's my question. Do you really want to make a difference? And that's what I would ask people who really do want to listen. Well, what else am I supposed to do? You know, this man didn't vote for Trump or this woman didn't vote for Biden. What did you do in your community today? Whose life did you change? What juvenile did you help not commit a crime? What woman did you take to the grocery store? Because if we're really gonna wait for our president, we've been waiting 80 years for a president to change the world that we really can change on our own by starting in our own household. So that's what I would tell people, starting your own household and then break your way out. Whatever the rules and the laws are going to be, they're going to be. They're not going to change them just because I say something. But if we all band together and we start changing our communities, that's how the world has changed. They'll look around and go, "Ooh, did you hear what Brandy did in Greenville, South Carolina? Come call her up to the White House. We need to see how she made that change. I'll be ready, exactly. and so that's how change is inside. It's not anger and rage. And you mentioned, you know, my book dealing with the hand I was dealt. It's what that talks about. You're mad about something that you really can change, but you got to be positive in the cha- Anger changes nothing. Rage changes nothing. It just, you know, all the things that I've been through. People ask me, how did you stay so calm? I never seen anger change a thing. I've never seen. Throwing anything, or fighting somebody, or shooting some—never, never seen it change. Exactly. But what did I? What it, once I changed me, and then moved forward, and and got a different perspective. Okay, God, why did this happen? Oh, okay, you wanted me to go in a different direction. Okay, I need a new perspective. So, what I would tell somebody if they really did come to me and say, "Oh my gosh, the world is gonna fall apart tomorrow," well, don't you fall apart? You let the world do what it's going to do, but don't you fall apart because some the Bible does tell us there will be wars and rumors of wars around us, but that the chosen will still be here. So if you believe you wanted the chosen, then you need to stand flat footed and listen to the Holy Spirit and do what the Holy Spirit is telling you to do. Not what the news is telling you to do, not what the podcast is telling you to do, but literally what the Holy Spirit and Holy Spirit filled people. Um, who aren't panicking are telling you to do. And you
0: know, Brandy, that's, that's where we want to go. You know, if what we did a year ago before COVID, before all the social changes, before all the Biden versus Trump arguments and conflicts, what did, how did we live our life? We lived our life in communities together, helping one another, asking about each other, seeing about each other, being there for one another. It wasn't, well, you did you, did you disinfect today? You don't have the right mask on today. Right. Who are you voting for? Now we're, we're only focused in society about the differences and the conflicts and the division. So we have to get back. Listen, there might be another unintended lack like we had when COVID first happened. Because stores are closed, trucks aren't getting into major cities. Why not? Instead of focusing on that, be part of the solution. Mm -hmm. So, if you you know you you like you said you don't have a two hundred and fifty dollar food budget, if stores close down or shipments don't come in, what are you going to do if you don't have the money? Right. Here's the solution. Why don't people who know each other, you know, you and your five gals. David and his family or or just a group of people that you trust, say, let's do a food bank. Mm. Once a month, you put in, or once a week, whenever you get paid, whatever you can budget, put in $10. You get five people with $10, $50 worth of groceries. And then you buy up the supplies you need. And then whenever someone runs out, they have the provision of the whole. You know, And I know this might sound weird, but if we did that and and we were prepared for COVID, you know how many people wouldn't have had to been in food lines?
3: Right. Because
0: it would have been a community food bank of people they trust. One person can house the, the paper products. One person that has an extra refrigerator can house the refrigerator foods. You know, you can separate it out. So, you know, think about something like that, like a community food bank that's within your reach that you can give to, not something that's Uh, you know, I say community, but it's kind of a personal food bank, isn't it? With you and your trusted people. Um, Also, you know, come up with solutions, help each other. You know, there's so much division and we don't know who the president is. It could be weeks before we know who the president is. I've heard a lot of people tell me today that they don't expect it before January. And we heard Bill say what would happen if in January we still don't have an elected president are we gonna hold our breath until then we've already held our breath since last March we right. we can't allow the media and the politics of this government to cause us to continue to hold our breath we need to go back to where we were before all this and that is in, internally back to God is still on the throne he never left so I still need to seek him first and then follow what he tells me every day, regardless. David, what do you have to say?
2: Um, <clears throat> I've been wanting to say this. It's, it's a little out of context now, but as you know, I, I'm always looking for base issues. What's really going on behind the two or three layers of things that are catching our attention? Why are they happening and um, I wish Bill was still here because there's a there's a principle in the Bible, and I don't know exactly where it's at, but it basically implies that if the king is righteous and uh, uh, administers justice, et cetera, et cetera, then his kingdom is stable. If he's treacherous, if he's unreliable, if he's just as just as liable to cut your head off as to reward you for anything, then everything is contentious. Uh, there, there, there's suspicion and fear around every corner. And, and then this model was uh, exemplified for me in the Air Force. You know, so um, uh, the quality of the officer trickles down. The, the men, regardless of their personal, the uh, men and women, regardless of their personal um, personalities, will tend to go one way or the other. They'll treat each other poorly or well, depending on what they can expect from up above. And I was really disappointed in both candidates recently. And, and of course, we don't know how accurate the news is. But so we've got one candidate who says, um, if the other guy wins, um, the, I won't. I will not give him a peaceful transition. And you know that was just childish. That was petulant. I mean, I could understand it, but it was just wrong. And then, and then, uh, more recently, the other candidate says, "If I win, I'm not going to wait until January twentieth. I'm going to start becoming president right now." Well, that's arrogant at the very least, okay, so you've been in government a long time. uh, So you think you know what's going on, but you're not up to speed with what's going on. You need a transition so that you can get the right information. And in any case, both attitudes create this attitude. uh, Boy, I keep repeating myself, but this, this expectancy in the public that there's going to be a brawl, no matter what, of some proportions. And, what kind of leadership is that right why should we count on either one of these people and then and then one of them has a, a VP candidate who says and and supposedly this was false but I don't know
0: well, don't says say gonna
2: go out and, and uh, kill everybody that supported the other guy I'm like okay even if you said that as a joke that's horribly irresponsible because people out there are gonna do, take it and run with it so think, we've never had, to my knowledge, we've never had candidates be so reckless in the past. And that this that scares me. This scares
0: but me. But I think that in what you were saying, go back to what you were saying, because even though all that is, is, is what we're living in, all those scenarios are possible. The king rules, right? But obviously in charge, it trickles down. But who is our king? See, we're looking for man to be our king, but literally, Jesus is the only king. He is the king of all kings, the lord of all lords. So we have to, as Christians, and hopefully, those, even if you're not a Christian right now, still look towards something that's bigger than these two gentlemen.
2: Yes, bigger than
0: their campaigns, bigger than the news, because If we look to man, any man, as our authority, yes, we're going to trickle down that authority temperament.
2: When I was uh, in the Air Force. If we
0: surpass, um, hold on there, David. If we surpass man and go to the King of Kings, the Lord Jesus, then we have to, his character has to trickle down to us. You know, so. That's
2: what I want to add for you. When I was in the Air Force. I guess it's safe to say it now. Nixon was president, and I, I didn't respect him at all. But, and I was only 17, but I respected the fact that he was president. I respected the fact that he held the reins, whether I liked it or not. So I focused on everything I could do to become the best Air Force officer I could, to serve the country the, way, the best way I could, and I just didn't worry about him. Um, and I had to do that with a few officers too. So you're right, I I skipped it up a notch or several um, and realigned my thinking with what really mattered.
0: Yeah, I I think the the problem is, same thing with what happened with COVID is happening with this election and politics is if you tune into the news and stay there, If you get into conflicts of conversation with people around you, it's going to make you bitter. You're going to change your character. You're going to be impacted in negative ways emotionally, which will then affect your lifestyle and those around (laughs) you. But if you can keep your eyes on why you have been awakened every morning, that God has a purpose for you, that God has something for us to do. And we got to be... Jesus's character. We we can't become what the world is expecting and anticipating what the news is shouting it's going to happen. We can't become that. And the only way to do that is to wake up in the morning, say, "Lord, take over." I I you know, it, it, my feelings want to lash out at people, want to say something, want to do something, but take over my character so that I can be love, kind, compassionate and a vessel So that can be a source of change in in my area. So when people call me up and say, get out of there. It's fearful. I can put them at ease. I can put them at ease. I don't have to hear the fear and respond. I can have my own response that's downloaded from my king, which is, you know, Jesus. Mm -hmm. And it's quiet. So... You know, it's, it's time for the show to end for tonight's um, session, our conversation. I, I do pray that as we have to look realistically at what is going on around us, what is happening in our election and voting process, that we can be guided this week to be different than what's expected that even when that anger comes up, because let me tell you, there's no way to be around here and not have some anger or frustration at what is going on in our communities. The isolation is getting real. It's getting more. Now we have this on top of that, you know, to go to bed on election night and not have a president is just, it's weird. It's different. It's like, we know something's wrong it's a miss. It's just one more thing. So I pray this week that we can refocus ourselves and realize, like David said, it's going to trickle down. Who do we want to be when this process is happening? I don't want to be like Trump or Biden. I want to be like my king, Jesus. I pray that you all do too. Um, So thank you for this conversation. Thank you, those who joined us and watched and participated. Um, Bonnie, we'll have to get you on next week. Uh, That was my My mishap in not getting a time for her to come on with us today, but I thank her for chiming in. Um, So if you want to know more about Truth To Hear or Truth Talk, you can go to www.truthtohear.org. All right. Um, We look forward to hearing from you and see you next week. Thank you, Brandy. Thank you, David. Um.